Welcome to Get Inspired, the podcast by Go Hard for God Daily. This is where we display the life of believers. We share and teach the gospel with practical living. We be real, we be honest, and we be open. And encourage you to be the authentic version of you that God created. Welcome to Get Inspired. Now let's get into the episode for today. What's going on, everybody? My name is Kirby Love, the CEO and founder of Go Hard For God Daily. And welcome back to another episode of Get Inspired, the podcast with Go Hard For God Daily. Thank you guys for tuning in. All of our frequent followers, those who have been sharing, commenting, liking, whatever, TikTok family, YouTube family, Facebook family, Instagram family, look, podcast uh, for Spotify, podcast for spotify <laughs> those who are on following us on spotify or apple wherever you are listen we're grateful uh, that you're here again that you're tuning in we appreciate you guys so much um for your interactions uh with the podcast and the episode and just being with us and seeing us navigate this podcast life um with god and i always say that we just want to be good stewards over what God has given us. And that is what we're trying to do. But another thing, if you've been tuning into the episodes, you know, something that I always say is that I don't like to waste people's time. So we usually get right into some things that we're going to talk about. But before we get into um, our topics and stuff, we're going to talk about today. I want to introduce you guys to a very special guest, someone who is close to me, real close to me. And some of you probably like, what you mean close to you? Listen, I got my sister, my real sister, 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 which way should I say it? I got my real sister here today, uh, my blood sister, uh, Salandria Sperlin. (laughs) (laughs) What's up? I'm glad to be here. (laughs) So we're glad to have you on today's episode. Um, We've we've had a lot of conversations, obviously, because yeah. you're my sister. So we yeah. talk a lot, yeah. oftentimes, about a lot of different topics or whatever. So uh, one of the things that we decide to do is kind of just bring that conversation, some of the conversations we have, to the podcast. Right. And one of the things we talk about um, on the Get Inspired podcast is always just adding value to the other side of the podcast, which is to the listeners. So right. when people tune in and they hear you know, different stories and testimonies and things like that is just how God is moving through different people's life, what God is doing to them, that it inspires them to start doing life with God and understanding that God can meet them where they are and they can be unique and with their giftings and all this other type of things. Um, So, but as we always do as well, is we always start with the coming to Christ story to allow our listeners to hear your coming to Christ story. How, how was it for you when you, uh, came to Christ. Okay. Um, so, you know, we were younger, we used to go to church, not consistently, Mm -hmm. but, um, we used to go to church. Um, when I was 12 years old, I remember, um, I think we were at Mount Zion Baptist Church. Down for (laughs) Mount Zion. Anyway, Uh, (laughs) I think that's where it was. I went to St. Mary. I've been St. Mary Missionary Baptist. Well, it was St. Mary uh, Missionary Baptist yeah. Church. Yeah, all way out, out in the out country. country. St. <laughs> so, Mary out in the country. I remember being in church. I was like 12. 
And I remember, actually, I was asleep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was asleep, but I heard the doors of the church open. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember hopping up out of my sleep and like going up to the front. I don't know what the message was about that day. I don't know. I I just know I got up and went to the front. Um, and they asked me what I wanted to do. All of that gave me right hand of fellowship. Yeah, yeah. All that stuff. <laughs> Uh, but that was just the beginning. Um, throughout my life, God has always, I feel like I didn't recognize until I got in Christ, but mm -hmm. he's always pulled on my heart. Yeah. Um, when I turned, I think I was about 21, 22, uh, God started tugging on my heart. I started feeling uncomfortable with certain things that I was doing. And um, so I remember we were in Tennessee and I just felt like, as a matter of fact, I was, um, I started feeling God sucking on my heart. So I started visiting churches and I was like, falling asleep in church. Like, this ain't it. This ain't it, you yeah. know? Um, and so I, my husband, Brother Sam, uh, I remember he was actually in Afghanistan and, um, when he came home, he was just complete, like a completely different person. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, who is this man? Yeah. This ain't the man that left me, you know? Yeah. And so when he went to Afghanistan, um, he came at home. <clears throat> God started pulling on him first. Yeah. And then, because um, I remember I was still doing stuff in the world. I know, and many people look at me and they were like, I can't believe you yeah. were. <laughs> but, um. I remember I, we might have been in a car and I think I was drinking or something and he brought up God and I'm like, why you always got to bring up God? <laughs> but it's really, it was conviction. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you're doing yeah. wrong. <laughs> um, but he, a friend of his from work, brother, brother Justin, um, invited him to church um, in Z at which we went to Zion Upper Room. Mm -hmm. We went there. And I remember walking in and I just felt like so much love, mm -hmm. so much love. Um, I had never felt that before. I didn't know that there was love, but it just felt super warm, super like everybody loves me here. I'm welcome here. And uh, his story, uh, Sam's story and mine, it really ties in together. So when we, if we told him to, like, at the same time, you will understand. Um, so God was moving in both of y'all life at right, the same time. Right, so he was in Afghanistan. Yeah. You was in Tennessee. Uh-huh. God was dealing with y'all separately. Mm-hmm. Pursuing y'all separately. Right. At right. the same time. At the same time. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, when we went there, I remember, because he went on a 21-day Daniel fast, and, you know, he was baptized when he went. And I was like, um, I want to be baptized. And they were like, well, we don't want to pressure you. Don't feel pressured. But I, like, God had been pulling on my heart. I just wanted something different. I was tired of doing things of the world. Like going out, I started feeling super uncomfortable about it. I remember like my friends, they had, when I was on my way, um, I think I had visited Albany one time. And they had a pregame, you know, oh, before yeah, the yeah, club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to pregame. And I'm like, I got over there and I remember texting Sam, like, I really don't want to go. Mm -hmm. I start feeling uncomfortable. Um, but anyway, so fast forward, we got to the church 
and he got baptized. The following week, God baptized him in the Holy Ghost. He spoke in another language. And then I, I got baptized that weekend in Jesus' name. And um, when we got home, everybody was looking at me like, well, he got filled with the Holy Ghost. And they were like, he got it. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't know what they were talking about. Yeah. Like, what is this Holy Ghost that you're talking about? Yeah. Um, but we got home and I was like, were you faking? And he was like... <laughs> He was like, no, like it actually happened. He and keep in mind, he didn't grow up in church necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so that following week, I mean, I told God, I was like, well, Lord, I want that. I want everything that you're giving, everything that you want to give, I everything that you can give. I want that. And I sought God to be filled with his spirit. And I felt it felt like it took forever yeah. for him to fill me with his spirit. <laughs> but um, I think it was like November of 2014. We uh, we were going to watch when I asked God and then we were going to watch night and I remember being in church. I think you were there mm-hmm. with us that um, going into the new year. And I remember after the foot washing, um, not on my way there, because God had not filled me with his spirit. And I was like, I kind of threw my hands up and I was like, Lord, I fasted. I've prayed. I really don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the foot wash after the foot washing and we came back in i remember they were like playing the drums they were playing it was like i think it was todd trivet uh tell me what can i do mm-hmm. um and all i remember was i was in there and i was just i closed my eyes and i was just worshiping god and then it was like everything around it's like i went underwater mm. right and I could, you know how it sounds muffled underwater? Mm, yeah. You can hear certain sounds, but it's super muffled. Yep. Nothing's clear. Mm-hmm. I could hear the drums, though. It was like, doom, 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 doom. I could hear the drums. And I went underwater. Uh, I'm hitting the mic. I went underwater. And um, next thing I know, I heard rain. It was like, shh. It was supernatural. I heard rain and I God filled me with the Holy Ghost right after that. And I started speaking another language. As a matter of fact, you were picking on me. You was like, Yeah, uh, I heard yeah. you. <laughs> it was like you sounded like the will of fortune wheel. <laughs> so yeah, I've been serving God for about what? It's been about eight years, eight, nine years now. Yeah. And I have a look back. So that's so good. I never really uh, got that full story until now. Um. So you you be holding out <laughs> on stuff. But um, just hearing, so hearing hearing that coming to Christ story, I found it interesting. One of the interesting parts was God pursuing you and your husband at the same time. So, and y'all kind of go through the coming to Christ story together. Mm -hmm. But I want to, I want to ask the question from the, from this perspective here, like what is it like doing life in God's will with your husband? Oh, I feel like life flows better Mm -hmm. because we both are pursuing him individually. So when it comes together, when we're together, it's also just a a flow. I mean, Mm. when you're being in a marriage, um, 
you know, the two shall become one. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say because we both pursue God, because we he's at the center of both of our lives and we have our relationship with him separately, but mm -hmm. together, yeah. it we are literally one flesh. Mm -hmm. It did not happen immediately right. for us, but it's just certain things like we think things at the same time mm -hmm. or what I'm about to say, he says it first. Mm -hmm. Or I really need some paper towels from the store. I'm at home. You were on your way from work. How did you know to stop to the store and get paper towels? You know? Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's like, um, I like to say you in the spirit. Yeah. It's just, yeah. When you be doing the same thing or thinking about the same thing and things like that, I be like, yeah, we in the spirit, man. I yeah. talk to my bro all the time. We, I like, bro, he's like, bro, I was just saying that. And I was like, yeah, bro, we be in the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so that's yeah. what you're um, relating to. Like y'all just being in the spirit all the time and God, like you can know how you feel. And I, I think it's good too um, that you was talking about pursuing God individually mm -hmm. because sometimes um, some marriages don't always be that way. Yeah. And I understand uh, because one, sometimes it's stronger. I use this word stronger in parentheses, yeah. quote unquote. <laughs> some one may be stronger in believing or one may be stronger in the faith than the other. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the one who's a little bit stronger or just more mature sometimes just drags or pulls yeah. the other to believing mm -hmm. or trying to walk out what they are. Yeah. So is I think it's important as um as a married couple pursuing God to pursue God individually. Mm -hmm. Like it's pursuing God individually is pursuing God together. Yes. Here's what I mean by that. Cause some people are like that don't make sense. Here's what I mean by that. Y'all are doing it at the same time. Mm -hmm. You're both pursuing God. Individually means that I allow God to deal with me concerning things. That's right. And as God deals with me concerning things, I trust God enough that he's going to deal with him because exactly. he's pursuing God. So if I know God can deal with me concerning things that I may be struggling with or whatever I may be feeling at this moment, I know God to deal with him the same way. Mm -hmm. And if he's pursuing God, and whatever the situation is between us, at the end of the day, we can come together and understand each other without conflict. Exactly. And then I like what you said at the beginning. You said um, sometimes the other person is stronger mm -hmm. and it he, he or she drags the other one along. And the Bible says the strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. Mm -hmm. Or So we when I'm weak... I need you to pick me up, mm -hmm. you know, or, um, and another thing, I think another way to look at str one being strong and the other being weak, cause one may be in the faith and the other may just be trying to come into faith or mm -hmm. not necessarily in the faith, but, um, strengthening them through prayer. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times people try to force their partners yeah. into serving God, but yeah. you can't do that. Yeah, I it, was going to get into that too. Yeah. I'm glad you hit that. Yeah, you can't do that. It, it's an individual thing because if you force them, they're not serving God because they want to, mm -hmm. but because you're forcing them. And now they're serving God 
for you. Yeah. And you, so that makes you the idol. Right. Exactly. That, that, that makes you the idol because I'm doing this so that you can be happy. Exactly. So you, you can be passively, quote unquote, serving God as, as a believer. And I, and I think this is good for married couples um, who, you know, one, because we've seen it a lot. It's like, well, I'm pursuing God. I love God. I, I'm working on my relationship. But my husband, he just want to do what he mm-hmm. want to do. Or sometimes it's vice versa. Yeah. Well, I'm in love with God. My wife, she ain't really, she's still trying to do this or whatever the case may be. Uh, how? What are some things that can help these married couples that are dealing with that? As you were talking about, <clears throat> you know, one being stronger, bearing the infirmities of the week and mm-hmm. things like that. But then you just have some who... They don't really care right now. And there's one who's like, I really want to pursue my relationship with God. So what what's the message of encouragement for those, maybe just say the women who are trying to live for God, but their husband just really not with it. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says that our husbands, if they're not saved, can be won by our conversation. Mm, that's good how we talk to them, how we um, how we minister to them, so to speak, like how you cook their food, mm-hmm. how you make their plate, yeah. how you how gentle are you with him, how they can be won by our conversation, mm. by us just being gentle and not like beating, oh, yeah, hitting so at them all the time. They don't need that. Mm-hmm. They need support. It doesn't matter. That they're not in Christ. Mm-hmm. You you love him and you pray for him. And I was reading a scripture in the Bible. I cannot remember. I was trying to think of it, uh, where it comes from. But it's in Psalms. Mm-hmm. And it says, our expectation is from God. Mm-hmm. When we pray about something, our expectation is from him, not from the person. What do I mean? Sometimes we expect, I expect you to pray for me. As my husband, you should cover me. Or as my wife, you should submit to me or Mm. whatever. But if if our husband or your wife is not doing things biblically, you pray for them. Mm -hmm. You don't beat them with the word. And as a husband, the Bible said, it, it is is something in the Bible that says something about washing them with the water of the word, mm-hmm. right? That you that it may be presented to you. It's almost like a flower. It's yeah. beautiful. You wash them with the word, not with you don't do this or you know you don't do that. But as wives, trusting God. Letting your expectation be from him. Lord, I've prayed for this man mm-hmm. over and over again. And although I don't see um, anything happening, my expectation is from you mm. because I trust you. Yeah. And I, I think that's good. That was There's a lot of things that you said in there that I want to hit on. Um, one speaks to the display in the life of believers. Mm-hmm. And that's that's our thing at Go Hard for yeah. God Daily. Displaying exactly. the life of believers. Mm-hmm. And this goes back to the pursuit. Mm-hmm. If you are pursuing God, then God will minister to you how to minister to the husband. Mm-hmm. So when you speaking, when you speak about uh 
how do you speak to him? How do you do these types of things so that he can be, uh, what was it, won mm-hmm. over? Like, right. how, how do you do these things? So as you carry out these, these characteristics of God, then your life is basically speaking and also displaying who you are, mm-hmm. right? So I, I love that fact because it also removes the manipulation part yeah. that takes place in marriages oftentimes. Mm-hmm. Because if I can't just tell you to do something, then the next thing is how can I try to, how can I make him do what I really want him mm-hmm. to do? Or how can I make her submit the way I want her to submit? So it's not an authentic submission right. or, and it's, and we we can go into submission. That's a whole nother thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we can go like, it's not an authentic submission or it's not an authentic, you know, relationship or whatever the case is, because you've now used manipulation to do these things versus exactly. using the characteristics of God to win the husband or whatever you know the situation may be um so i think that's a really good point that you hit on right there yeah we definitely don't want to force them we want them to um you we want it to be their choice Mm -hmm. you know i'm choosing god for me because i want this relationship i want to pursue him and plus Manipulation just ain't something that you want to work in. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Manipulate manipulation, believe it or not, is a a form of witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to force you yeah. to do something I want you to do, but yeah. we don't do that. So yeah, yeah. I think you know, in marriages, you have to allow uh, the Holy Spirit to do the things that only he knows how to do and work through people so that they can be the authentic self. And I talk about this all the time about people being their authentic self in Christ. Yeah. And manipulation doesn't get a person to being their authentic self in Christ. It gets them to being the person that you want them to be. Yeah. For and, you. And then when you say, I love displaying the life of a believer because displaying the life of, of a believer is showing people Jesus. Yes. When they look at you, that song, if they're looking for you, let let them find you in me. Mm-hmm. When people are looking for Christ, they should be able to look at your life and, and see Jesus and not see hardness or yeah. just anything that's outside of his character. They shouldn't be able to look at your life and see that. They should see, oh, dang. Like, let's say you have been a little rough, right? Yeah. Your husband yeah. ain't necessarily saved or whatever. And then you've been, tr- now you're trying to look like Jesus. Mm-hmm. You, he come home, you're like, hey, honey, you had a good day today? I got you some food already ready. And mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Versus, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a little grumpy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, that's good. So, you know, and talking about that, you know, because we've kind of hit on just the marriage side of things and doing life together um, in Christ and how, how that looks and um, just some things to be able to help those who may be in that situation right now, whether they're doing it together. And if you are doing life together as a married couple, even if you're single right now or just dating mm-hmm. and you're both pursuing Christ, I feel that's a phenomenal thing. Continue to do that. And um, if you're married and you're pursuing Christ together, continue to do that. Allow God to continue to 
nurture that thing. Yes. And what what you're going to find out is that there's going to always be new things uh, that you learn about each other um, in marriage. But there's also going to be new things that God continues to reveal to you on how to love your spouse. Right. That's and right. I feel like that's one one of the things that I encourage people when people ask about, you know, how do we keep our marriage fresh and things. Obviously, number one thing is if the Holy Spirit is in the center, your marriage is going, you, you're going to have ups and downs, but it's going to, it's going to continue to mm-hmm. progress. It's going to continue to get better. But the other part of that is continue to find new ways to love mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. your spouse changes over time. They at 25 they may they be one way, but by the time they're 30, they're, they're completely the different. They, they like they the like new things. You know, one they may used to love going jet skiing, mm-hmm. but now they don't want to jet ski no yeah, more. Because exactly. that 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 probably was like that's my youth. I'm a little bit more mature now. I'm older. So you have to continue to learn. <clears throat> you have to continue to learn your spouse and ask questions. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to guess. What they like? Just ask questions. Yeah. What you what you what you like? You you know I know you know you ain't the, the twenty one year old. You you know we used to look, go ride yeah. NASCAR, but now that you're twenty seven, what you like now? Yeah. I want to do some things that you like. Ask the questions that needs exactly. to be asked, so that, <laughs> yeah. so, so that you're not making. Um, I don't want to use the word pleasing, but for lack of a better term, context, so that you're not making pleasing your spouse complicated. Right. Right. And, and sometimes your spouse don't know what they want. Sometimes they don't know what they need. Yeah. Um, and like you said, though, if you keep God at the center, you will know. For example, sometimes like I've had like a super busy day teaching these kids all day and mm-hmm. just kind of I just want to sit down and relax. Sometimes Sam will come home or there have been times where God will be like, clean the kitchen up. <laughs> Or you should probably take your wife out yeah. this weekend. Yeah. You won't say probably, but God will speak to him mm-hmm. in those different ways. It's been times where he's come home and I'm like, let me take your shoes off mm-hmm. for you. Or whatever. Yeah. You know, you're just following the leading of the Holy Ghost, yeah. you know, of the Holy Spirit. What is, what is God telling you? And so. Yeah. but and, and I think even with that, as you were speaking about that, I think that's learning how to serve one another. Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to serve one another. You just mentioned something else in that, you know, while about homeschooling the kids, yeah, um, all day and things. So I want to kind of transition into that. Talk a little bit about homeschooling. Like, how is homeschooling? Being a full time homeschool mom, what is that life like? How do you navigate that life with three children? Three children, <laughs> all girls, all girls. <laughs> Like, and you know, and so you, you're, I'm going to just let you, I'm going to just let you do Cause I got okay. a lot of, of thoughts. So how do you navigate that life as a full-time homeschooling <sighs> mom and wife? Okay. It is such a <clears throat> blessing to me, honestly. Mm-hmm. It is. Um, sometimes it can be over, I don't know if or overbearing is the word, but yeah. maybe sometimes it could be super heavy this is what this is how I explain it um I absolutely love homeschooling my kids it's not easy all the time um but it is so worth it 
And it's one of those things where you don't reap the harvest immediately. You see it later on, like, oh, she can read or, oh, look at how she acts with certain people or, you know, just little bitty things. I remember I've been homeschooling. I'm going into my fourth year homeschooling my girls. Amen. (laughs) And it really is the Lord because a year before my first year, I had just said, um, I am not homeschooling these kids. They are going to school. Like I couldn't wait to be able to be free. (laughs) But, um, Quite a few things started happening mm-hmm. at school with Samia, and she would come home and talk to me about it. And like, um, after I start praying, it was actually towards the end of the year, mm-hmm. and I start praying to, to God. And I had actually told somebody, "Well, God is gonna have to speak from heaven <laughs> if I'm gonna homeschool. If I have yeah. to homeschool." And I had been in prayer. And he did not have this. I mean, he spoke from heaven, but not audibly. I was saying audibly, but <laughs> he just moved on my heart and was like. It's time to take her out. And so I'm like, all right. Mm-hmm. Then if I'm going to do it, give me some grace. Give me a whole lot of grace. Yeah. And so um, it is. I love it. Um, I think that it's not it's not frowned upon, but many people don't understand it mm. and the benefits of it. Yeah. Uh, our kids are at school, what, like eight hours a day, mm-hmm. um, which I don't think it's. Some people, that's just what they have to do, and that's completely okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as for us, like I said, it was time to take them out. Uh, it, like I said, it, it it can be some days rougher than others. Some days yeah. it just flows, you know. Yeah. But what I love so much about homeschooling is, although I feel like like I've put out a whole lot of virtue, I've given it to my family. Oh, that's good. I've given it to my kids. That's good. And I'm okay with that. That's good. And this is the the same place where I give it out, I'm going to build it back up, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so um yeah, I love it. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I would probably cry if I had to do something <laughs> yeah. different. So uh, I I love the where you've given it out has been into your family because mm-hmm. on on another um spectrum there are some who can give all of their virtue to the the jobs mm-hmm. or everything else and don't have nothing to give at home yeah and that can become a problem within itself mm-hmm. but i love i love that you know that fact that you mentioned that and talked about that i think that's very um valuable information something that we all can pull from Mm -hmm. no matter where we are in life like just understanding especially as as a husband or as a wife as a parent period um if you can pour into your family and then you see them grow from what you pour into them like nothing gonna bless you like that (laughs) you know so you 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 able to see that and even as you was talking about you know, taking going through these different steps and different phases sometimes may be challenging than the other, but to be able to see like, man, my my daughter at three and now she's five and she can communicate, mm-hmm. and I taught her that. Mm-hmm. I taught her how to communicate mm-hmm. or teaching them how to read. Teaching them how Never to read. Never thought I, I could taught- teach somebody how to read. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. And like, you just feel so good that you are the one that's able to pour into your children now. And you did mention. 
it's it's different for different people because you have to do what you have to do in regards to maybe your situation don't allow the homeschool thing, mm-hmm. you know. Exactly. Um, so we did we want to make sure we put that in there. Maybe yeah. your situation don't allow. So it's nothing against exactly. sending your children to school. But no. at the same time, although it may be work, homeschooling, mm-hmm. like you definitely reap the, the blessings through your children because yes. they're getting all um, like every when you're empty. Mm-hmm. It's because you poured it mm-hmm. your full cup into your children and you get to put your house. You get to put in them whatever you Mm. want them to have and you get to say no to whatever you don't want them to have yeah because there's a lot of changes in the school system right now yeah a lot of things have changed in our school system a whole lot yeah so i mean we see um a lot of things on the news we've seen it in social media where Mm -hmm. there's they're allowed they're allowing a lot of satanic things to be in the schools yeah we went to a book fair Poor Kyle. He wanted to go pick out a book. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, he has a little YouTube TV show that he likes. Yeah. Where a little kid be playing with his dad or whatever. So they have a book. <clears throat> so we go in the library and we're looking at the different sections or whatever. And they have, you know, like a, a scary section or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. We go. I, I'm just looking because I just want to, number one, I just want to see what they got. Yeah. And, um, you know, I know what he wants. He goes, that's exactly what he's looking for. And he's, you, you know, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I'm looking, I'm looking at these books, man. And they have demonic books that are sitting here on the shelf. And when I say demonic, it's not like um, you see some books and then you eventually read it and be like, oh, this ain't good. Yeah. I mean, from the cover. Yeah. To the way the titles are written, mm-hmm. with the blood coming down and things like that, I was like, they literally have this stuff oh, they in bold here. Now. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean witchcraft books. I'm talking yeah. about um, what's those books called? Like Ouija books, spell books, uh-huh. all this stuff in the book fair at an elementary school. Mm-hmm. So it's something to think about in regards to homeschooling. Yes, and I I understand why people pull are pulling their kids out of schools. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's not everybody. A lot of times you see faith-based mm-hmm. people, believers yeah. that's doing it because of these type of things. Yeah. But I just want to make it a, make it known that this stuff ain't good. Mm-hmm. It's, it is not good because what happens is it's an open door if your child just happens to get curious <laughs> and picks up one of these books in the libraries or at a book fair. Now, granted, at a book fair, you got to buy the book. But... Ain't no telling what's on the bookshelf in the library. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and what you don't want is this to create an open door mm-hmm. for something to start happening spiritually in yeah. your house that you got to fight and deal with. And a lot of people don't understand, you know, the spiritual realm and uh, people think demons ain't real and all this kind of stuff until it comes knocking at your door. Mm-hmm. And it comes mm-hmm. knocking at your door and stuff start falling over out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Now you got questions. Yes. And people, um, I mean, kids, they'll pick up certain stuff, even watching certain things. Yes. Oh, we are super careful about, we try to be super careful about what our kids watch. Um, we honestly just be trying to keep, we try not to open any doors yeah. that don't need to be open. Yeah. And if it seems a little 
much, then that's okay. Let us do it a bit much and God will direct us. But yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is with kids, their minds can't process that stuff. Absolutely. And it haunts them because Absolutely. they can't process a murder in a book or yeah. um, just, just that they, they're not ready for it. It's our job to weed out certain things, you know, so that their mind isn't blown. Yeah. Like they read something that'll blow their little minds <laughs> and yep. they don't know what happened. I, I mean, we used to, there's certain stuff I think about what I watched. I was like, I wish I would have never watched it. Yeah. You know, yeah. growing up as an adult, it still was in my mind, yeah. you know? And so, and, and don't homeschooling seems intimidating. Mm-hmm. It is not like once you, you just have to do it. Yeah. Don't be discouraged. Like if you ever feel like I want to homeschool my kids, but I don't know where to start. There are so many resources out there. I don't mind helping people get started. Um, if you're a believer and you're considering, some people aren't believers in their considering yes, pulling their Absolutely. kids out of school. Um, but if you're considering pulling your kid out of school, um, it seems intimidating, but really you just need direction. Mm-hmm. And homeschooling is so flexible. Like sometimes we don't get up super early in the morning to do school. We might do school like 11, 12 o'clock, you know. Now my kids do better in the morning, but um, just to say, I just wanted to make sure I put that out there. It seems intimidating, but honestly, you just got to find the right resources <clears throat> and be encouraged yeah. about it. Yeah, and the, the girls are here. So yeah. Yeah, you may hear some <laughs> stumping and jumping, but it's all good. We love them. Yeah. Uh, we want them to be true, authentic, and just who they are. So yeah. if you hear a little bumping and jumping, or maybe even somebody it's come in life. the camera, <laughs> it's, it's all right. Life. Yeah. Um, and and I just love again, I just love being authentic and original. And I don't I don't like to put on a front as if things don't happen around us. Mm-hmm. Life is not life in around us. All right. So um I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. But back to, you know, what you were talking about in regards to homeschooling. Um, yeah, it can be intimidating for some simply because they don't know. And that's good that you, you know, have resources and information that you can give them. So if you do have questions about homeschooling and it's mm-hmm. something that you want to get into and you may like, well, what are the benefits and or pros and cons of homeschooling yeah. and things like that? Everything has a pro and a con. I'm going to tell you this. Yes. And I'm going to also <laughs> make this point right here. Sometimes we look at certain things as cons, but these cons can actually be pros for other people. Mm-hmm. So what's a pro for you may be a con for somebody else. So when we talk about pros and cons, you have to see just how a pro or a con fits into your life schedule mm-hmm. and how you navigate life or whatever. So whether that's homeschooling or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, but if you want some resources or information, all of the information for her is going to be in this uh, comments or the description of this video. So you'll be able to check that out. But back to being able to control the things that they consume. I think that's good. And just as parents, period, whether you're homeschooling or not homeschooling, it's important for you to control what your children consume because not only does it open doors um, and granted, you know, we can be in prayer. We can cover our children and the Lord Mm -hmm. will protect but they're again at at depending on certain ages or 
any age really because some adults can't handle certain things. Yeah. So I'm not even so going to limit. Really mature, <laughs> yeah. Really. <laughs> I'm not yeah. even going to limit it to a certain age, but definitely children there's a lot of things that children can't really process and they can't handle and some of them just don't understand. They are they are they're just curious mm-hmm. and they just want to see what it's about. They'll mm-hmm. rather test the water to see if it's good yeah. <laughs> or warm or hot yeah. and say, oh, that's hot yeah. or oh, it's okay. Or before they, before they just say, take what, before they take what you say, if you say the water's hot, they may still want to test the water because mm-hmm. children are, can be curious. The Bible <laughs> says a foolishness is in the heart of children. Foolishness is in the heart of kids, so they don't know yeah. what to do. We gotta lead them. Yeah, you know. And th- I mean, that's what that's what that is your that's now one of your assignments. Mm-hmm. That's now one of your calling. When you become a parent, that's your assignment. Exactly. One of that's sometimes for some people that's your first assignment. Some people are looking like I'm trying to find my purpose. I'm trying to find out what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. Uh, if you got children. Parenting. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Parenting is, can definitely be uh, one of them. So <clears throat> um, I want to get back into, because when we was talking about marriage earlier, I know mm-hmm. I want to segment into, you know, some of the homeschooling things. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I know there's a lot of information that we probably can talk about, a lot of things that we can share uh, for people who may still have questions about it. But uh, I just want to transition a little bit into uh women knowing their value yes because i feel like there's i had to take a pause (laughs) a a moment but i feel like there are a lot and and this goes both ways i don't try to just single women out or single men out or whatever the case but there are a lot of women who don't know their value yeah i agree with that many women don't know their worth yes so i want to ask the question um just in kind of in regards to that Mm -hmm. similarly um how do or how can a woman position herself to be a wife Hmm. how can a woman position herself to be a wife well um first of all i think what we the problem that I see a lot of day a lot of nowadays is um women are already treating men like they're their husband. Mm-hmm. And um and that man is not obligated to them. They're not obligated to them because they ain't put a ring on it. Ain't no paperwork, you know. So <laughs> I felt I'm told being stepped on. <laughs> um, but that's completely out of love and, and just being honest. Um, yeah. Positioning yourself to be a wife does not mean that you treat that man like he's your husband. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, a wife, um, you want you want to be a godly wife. So positioning yourself to be a wife would be, I would say, first positioning yourself. Um, and to make sure you're in the right relationship with God. Yeah. Um, I tell my single friends, I'd be like, girl, don't worry so much about getting a husband. Let God be your husband. You pursue him. You just like, because in a relationship, what do we do? We call each other. We talk on the phone. Hey, what do you like? 
oh, you don't like it when I do that. Mm-hmm. You don't like it when I do this. And yeah. that's what I think it starts with a relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and allow God, allow God to bring and don't settle. I think that's the biggest thing because w- women aren't being proposed to as often because marriage rates have declined very tremendously people are not getting married like that anymore it is not valued the way that it used to be valued but let me i just want to put this out there marriage is such a beautiful thing when it's done right and when i say done right done in jesus christ him being the center of it, it is beautiful The way my husband and I are now, and we are far from perfect. God is still working on us, still got us on the potter's wheel and touching us up and all of that. But when I say we are not what we used to be, and honestly, is that way because God is the center. Yes. People look at us now or they're around us now and they're like, you're completely different. Yeah. I can't take any credit. Besides the fact that I said yes to God when he wanted to do something, even if it was something that I didn't necessarily want to, my flesh didn't want to yield to, yeah. um, I said yes to him. And if I struggled with saying yes, I told him, Lord, that's hard for me, yeah. you know, but positioning yourself to be a wife, don't settle. Make sure that you are in, find your relationship with God. Okay, because at the man that you with might not be your husband. Mm. Mm. Okay, and um, as a believer, um, don't if if he's not in God, mm -mm, we're not supposed to be unequally yoked. With um, we're not supposed to be unequally yoked. So you find you let God bring you someone that is from Him. Know your worth. Don't treat these men like they're your husband. When I when I say that, you're not obligated to uh, cook him a meal. Yeah. If you want to be nice and you're just, but don't feel that you're obligated to him yeah. because you're not obligated to him until he he uh, he makes you his wife. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, uh, and I want I'll add this. <laughs> you looking like what you gonna say? I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on I'm it. I'm gonna add this. Uh your value and this is for men and women. Your value does not come through your looks. Yes. Your value does not come through, you know, how you dress. Your value does not come through your possessions mm-hmm. and things like that. And here's why I'm saying that is because a lot of people have gotten into deep relationships and even marriage Mm -hmm. because of everything that's on the outside and their, their marriage didn't last or they didn't, they wasn't able to go, I wouldn't say go, go to, go to, go to miles or Mm -hmm. go to rounds, Mm -hmm. you know, because the initial reason why y'all were together or even still together is because everything that's presented on the outside. Yeah. And this person has nothing internally mm-hmm. that she can give you or he can give you mm-hmm. that add that even that that increases who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like in marriage, that should be 
like we should be adding value to each other. Yeah, absolutely. I, I pour into you, you pour into me. Mm-hmm. Like we do this together. And this goes all the way back to what we started at. The pursuit. Mm-hmm. You pursued, he pursued. Mm-hmm. So we're pursuing God together. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and, and going after righteousness, going after holiness, going mm-hmm. after these type of things. And through our pursuit and relationship with God, which goes back to what you were just saying. Once, if I pursue God and I build my relationship with God, my relationship with God is going to teach me how to have a relationship with anybody. That's right. Anybody. Anybody. It's going to mm-hmm. teach me how to have a relationship with friends. It's going to tell me, teach me how to have a relationship with, with a woman, uh, with my children. Like mm-hmm. that relationship is the umbrella to all relationships. That is so good. That's good. So if we don't establish that relationship and know how to manage and steward and have this relationship, mm-hmm. then how are we going to have a relationship with anybody? That's going to be effective mm-hmm. because what's going to happen is again, we the same thing. What we talked about, you know, the idolatry side, mm-hmm. the manipulation side, yeah. we're going to start wanting people, our children, our husbands, well, not our husband. Cause I got a wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's make that real yeah. <laughs> clear. So in context for men and women, I'm speaking yeah. for husbands and wives. We'll start trying to make them be what we want them to be. Yeah. We try to make them do what we want them to do. We want them to read the Bible how we read the Bible. Mm -hmm. We want them to pray how we pray. Mm -hmm. I can go on and on and on, but what happens is you start wanting people because you don't know, like you don't have the relationship with God. All of your relationships are going to be structured based on how you think they Mm -hmm. should be. And this is why. I, I talked about this in another episode about we have to stop being so quick to just let people go mm-hmm. because there are some people that are supposed to be or mm-hmm. were supposed to be in your life that you let go, but you didn't know how to have the relationship with them and understand your role in that relationship Yeah, because you don't have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. So you missed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I'm not going to go all the way over there. <laughs> I'm going to bring it back over You're here. You're talking good. I'm going to bring it back over talking here. good. But... Uh, yeah, so your your value for for men and women, the value does not come through your outward, um, your possessions and how you look and things like that. And Those sex, things are all going to fade away. And sex is not it. Uh, and, and sex ain't it either. Yeah. Sex is not it. Because a lot of times, many, re- many relationships, that's what it's based off of. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people confuse that with love. mm and they feel like because it's this way, they love me mm-hmm. because of the way they treat me in this area. Mm-hmm. However, what is love? No, better question, who is love? Mm, yeah, that's good. Okay. I thought I loved my husband when we were boyfriend and girlfriend. I didn't love him when we were boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I lusted greatly after him yeah. <laughs> I had a great lust for him or I liked him a whole lot it wasn't until we centered it in God that it was like because okay I'm gonna tell you this I remember we were married and he I just was like I'm just I he just ain't doing this he's you know I just was not in the best place right yeah. And I remember God, like I was going to prayer 
And God was like, the reason you're not satisfied is because you're seeking love from your husband, but you should be seeking it from me. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so um, he said, once you seek love from me, everything. No, what I started doing was I was like, okay. I didn't realize I was doing it because I was like, he don't love me. He ain't doing this because I wanted him to do something a specific way, the way that I wanted yep. him, mm-hmm. what I felt like I needed. Mm-hmm. But God knows what I needed. He knows all of my needs. And once I started seeking God for love, he would come home with a candle. And I'd mm-hmm. be like, oh, thank you. Just yeah, so happy, yeah. you know, but it was because I was full. Mm-hmm. And the void, I was trying to feel voice. I wanted him to feel voice, but I needed God to feel the void that I have, I had. And so once I start seeking God and he start pouring that love into me and once, and then my husband would do something, it would just add on. And it wasn't that he wasn't trying. It's just, I wasn't satisfied. Absolutely. And the love in the flesh is never satisfied. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And, and that's where, um, people think satisfaction is through you know whatever they lust after and then they receive it Mm -hmm. and they don't find out that it's temporary until it's over with and that's what sex is Mm -hmm. it's a temporary desire that you think is going to fulfill all of you Mm -hmm. and only and it only feels a temporary moment that can turn into a lifelong spiral of Mm -hmm. you going through all kinds of stuff Mm -hmm. but and this is why it's important to understand the people, the person that you're planning on building a relationship with, building right. and doing life with, and even having children with, and things like this, because it, it can get real tough. Mm-hmm. And the uh, economy ain't helping it you're <laughs> get right. better. You're right. The economy is not helping it get better. So uh, we have to be mindful of that. Um, again, so know your know your value. Your mm-hmm. your value. Um, since I gave out what's not your value um i want to tell you what your value where your value comes from your value comes through your identity in christ yes i feel like once you know who you are in christ and we talk about this all the time once you know who you are in christ then you start understanding your worth from 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 the inside so right that's right because i know who i am and God accepts me this way. Mm-hmm. So with that, from that, if that is your base, then you should also allow God to not only just accept you that way, but to continue to grow you from that place that mm-hmm. he, that you met God. Yeah. Right. Don't think you got to stay yes. just because you're this way. Yeah. This is it. But learning his word and what he who does he say I am? Who does he say I am? Mm-hmm. And now you've found I am valuable. Mm-hmm. I'm not just a, a piece of something for someone to use or abuse yes. or take advantage of. Yes. But you have to treat me like a prized possession. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once we understand that value, our expectations changes for relationships. Mm-hmm. Because now I, now I know that I'm of value. Yeah. Yeah. You can't take advantage of me. Yeah. I can literally say, no, I don't need you. Yeah. I I don't need you. Yeah. (laughs) I don't need you. Now, we're not talking about in the sense of marriage. We're talking about people who are single. Yeah. And they're, you know, Mm -hmm. you can tell the dude, I don't need you. Yeah. You know. You have to learn 
who God says you are. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am made in his image. Just so many things. God knows it says that the hairs on our head are numbered. numbered. Absolutely. Numbered when yeah. hair 1,678, you know, yep. whatever falls, God knows. And so rem- knowing who you are in him Rico open your you we have to start searching the word more often yes and not thinking we know God just like we just know him no we know him because he is his word and when we get in his word it'll tell you who you are it will answer almost it will answer every question every, every one of them that you have but you have to be open to him and to his word and not be so closed off because you want it to be your way. Yeah. Don't make up stuff about God. Yeah. Don't make up stuff about his word. If you say it, you should be able to go to his word and show it. And it sh- it'll back itself up mm-hmm. more than once. Absolutely. So. And, and God wants your vulnerability. Yes. He wants it. Um, I, th- I think there's a lot of people, and we'll just hit on this real quick. I feel like there's a lot of people who feel like I have to come to God a certain way. Mm-hmm. Like I have to come. And when I say a certain way, when I say a certain way, this is what I mean. I got to clean me up because God ain't ready. God ain't going to. No. So many people. Like your vulnerability is your messiness. Mm -hmm. If you can come to God in your mess, that's you being vulnerable. God, I need to be cleaned up. I can't do it. You can't get you together. I'm going to say this again. (laughs) Christ is the one who gets you together. You don't have to try to wait or try to clean yourself up. He's the one that does the cleaning. Yeah, he's the one that does the, the the maturing, the nurturing, and things like that. You have to come to God just how you are. If you're in that place right now, and you're just like, uh, I, I don't feel like you know God's ready for me right now. Or I'm, oh, I need, I ain't, I got to do this first. Yeah. Or, but can I just say this? Don't wait. Okay, I was a mess when I came to God. Mm-hmm. I know many people look at me and won't think this, but smoking weed, drinking, going to parties, cussing, all the things, and I came to God that way. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like this. I didn't look like this, yeah. you know. And so, but it's no more time to waste. And I know we've heard this all of our life. The Lord is on the way. But when I say he is so close, y'all, hell is real. It's real. Okay. And it's not no automatic pass into heaven. We don't, you don't just get in. How can you go into somebody's house when they don't know you? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like how I don't, you don't know them. They don't know you. I don't want to hear depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Yes. I never knew you. Yeah. I don't want to. And so find Jesus. Yeah. Get in there. And before, <laughs> before we close out, I want to say this. God's final product will always be better than a product that you make with your own hands. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, you can be God's final product. And when I say final product, we know. God's creating everything, but you can make a decision today to say, God, I'm, I'm going to finalize myself in you. Mm-hmm. And upon your completion, your completion is going to be right in Christ. Yeah. But if you try to get you together and try to complete it and make, make yourself finalize yourself. Maybe worse than what you started. 
that part. Yeah. All right. So that's going to be a wrap for today, man. I feel like we can go like another 30 minutes <laughs> with so much stuff. But um, yeah. I pray that today's episode has been very insightful and helpful for you guys. Thank you, Jesus. Um, thank my sister for thank you, Jesus. tapping thank you, in Jesus. with us today. Um, we're so grateful again for what God is doing here. We appreciate you guys for tapping in, for watching each episode um, and liking and sharing and coming and whatever the case may be that you have done for the Get Inspired Podcast. We appreciate you guys. If you guys are looking for merch, you can go to www.ghfgd.com or all of our information is right there about who we are, what we do, things that we have, all of that is there. If you want to be on the podcast, you can also go to our Get Inspired tab that's on our website, www.ghfgd.com. All the links will be in the description. Um, again, just thank you guys for tuning in with us. This concludes today's episode with my wonderful sister here, Salandria. Thank you for being on here and sharing so much wisdom in homeschooling and helping married and some single ladies and things like that. Um, so we bless the Lord for all he's doing. Thank, thank you guys Jesus. again for tuning in. I've been saying thank you guys like <laughs> 17 times, but y'all get the point. Listen, my name is Kirby Love signing off for today's episode. See you guys in the next one. Peace. <laughs>